am Letty Gomez. And I'm Marilyn Grijalva. And you're listening Her to name is Jane. A podcast where we talk about the injustices in marginalized communities. So, all right, we messed that one up. Good. Yeah. <laughs> all righty, Mar- <laughs> all righty, Marilyn. Hey, sissy. How's it going? <laughs> it's going. <laughs> so, um, how have you been? I'm doing okay. Anything going on with you? Yeah, but I don't want to get too much into it. Well, you I have will, to talk will, about I something. Talk a, I will say a little bit. Um, <laughs> just because you guys are our listeners, and I feel like I should tell you. I'm um, having a few little little medical things going on so i haven't been i've been feeling a little under the weather so you there might be a you know a day or two that i might not be able to do this like <laughs> so well so blame it on me yeah okay so I, that's really it if you want to know more join our patreon <laughs> oh yeah we just recorded about a 45 minute long yeah. patreon and i did discuss exactly what's going why on we've been there. gone yeah. where some uh, more news, some TV shows, our new show Silo. Yes. Um, of Apple course, TV. updates on Yellow Jackets and just some regular old updates. Yep. So um, how about you? Anything? What's going on with me? Yeah. Nothing. Um, finishing up the end of the year. But I did want to talk about something really quickly that happened this week that I've never heard of because uh-huh. I don't have... Um, have small children okay but today i got an email have you heard of this listen i got an email from a parent that was like hey i left a book in the front of the office for all and it was to all the teachers that uh-huh. are this kids teachers um for you all to sign if you can go and sign it and then let me know when you do so i know when to go pick it up it's called all the places you'll go dr seuss book i know uh-huh. that book well apparently it's a thing no. So, yes. Listen, no, I, I, wait, hold ahead. on. It gets better. So I go to the front office not knowing whatever this person's yeah. talking about. I go to the front office and I'm like, and then they told me, oh, which which kid? So now I realize there's more than one kid whose parents have a book up there uh-huh. for a staff to sign. Yeah. So then I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, she what goes, is this? She goes, oh, people sent books. Up. And I said, okay. So I tell her, I don't have a small children. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I go, is this a thing? Like, is it a yeah. thing? And she's like, yeah. And I guess she knew my language. This this um, office person, this, like one of the secretaries. And she's like, yeah, it's a thing. It became a thing a few years ago where parents, they take the book to their starting in kindergarten to their kid's teacher, have them sign it. And they give it to them as a graduation. How pre- cute. Let me tell you, when she gave me that book, I was stepping through the whole thing. Like, <laughs> oh, that is so Isn't cool. that cool? So like all his high school teachers are going to sign it. So yes. He's one of the kids in one of your classes. Yeah, he's obviously. my student. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I knew cool. exactly who he was. Yeah. He's my student. That is so neat. I've yeah. never heard of that. I've never heard of that. I mean, my kids are not that much younger. You know, yeah. like, I We're, just had one graduate like yeah. last year. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Isn't cool. that cool? But I'm also not a teacher. Maybe Sanders heard of it. Sanders probably heard of it. Yeah, we yeah. all ask her, yeah. but yeah, I had never heard of this. I don't That's know. Neat. I yeah, I guess it's probably a mommy blogger thing you'd yeah. learn if you're in things, and yeah. I'm not. My youngest kid is going to be thirty in yeah. September, so yeah, that oh, was that, is, that was that my fun cool. little thing. Um, yeah, that that I, I guess my to youngest share. is six years older than your students, so. Yeah, is, yeah. So I never, I've never, no, I've never heard of that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a cute oh, little thing. That is so, a really cool thing. Yeah. So you hear I, that, kids? With, 
giving us grandbabies. With the grandkids. Huh? <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh <laughs> my God, cool. this is adorable. Yeah. So I went, I had never heard of it. And right. I was telling the the, the lady, oh, I wish I knew her name. I probably talked to her a million times a day. Um, but I was telling her, I've never heard of this. This is like the coolest thing. So just in case one of my kids is listening, um, the one with the baby. So when she was really young, she asked for a specific poetry book. And I, while I was moving, uh, I had no idea, but my youngest daughter had it. So for her baby shower, she regifted it back to her. So now Celine has the very first poetry book she ever asked for. Um, it's the Sh- Sheldon um, with the tree. Shal Silverstein. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And so she, when she was little, she wanted that poetry book. So I bought it for her. Yeah. And then so Dallas had it all these years. And then Dallas gifted it back to her during her baby shower with a bunch of other books. Yeah. That would be like the perfect book because it would be like Celine's when she was a baby. Yeah. Like she was little when she asked for it. Yeah. So I was like, just in case you're listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> How cute though, huh? Yeah. That is so neat. Yeah, I had never heard of it. Oh, so. so. How cool. Yeah. And then another thing I wanted to talk about was, um, well, not that I wanted to talk about. We are, I was just reading this newspaper article a minute ago, but I lost it, of course. But it was just, um, since we are in the game of, and we're talking about children's books. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I know what you're going to talk about. I'm like, there's this woman out of Utah. Yep. Yes. And she wrote a children's book called, Are You With Me? Yes. And in kind March of-, of 2022, her husband died. Mm-hmm. And I did read about this. And she, she, she writes this book about coping with grief. I think for her son, like I think they had a son. (laughs) And he apparently this man, this husband had already told friends that he thinks his wife was trying to kill him. him. Yes. Yeah. So when he did die, there has been a deep investigation. They found this man with so much fentanyl in him. That they knew that yeah, it was that it, that it self- was not self inflicted, and they they are able to find records of her, um, trying to get drugs, and that she actually asked somebody forgive her what Michael Jackson had. Yeah, and actually, what I read was she actually got it. So I think she tried once before, yes, and he got sick, and that's when he went she to was, his friends. Was like, hey, I think this is this chick's trying to take me out. And then um, ask the same person that she got it from the first time for it again, like yeah. three or four, like a week before he ended up dying. And yeah, so he had told his friends he was trying to, um, he had told a friend that he thought his wife was trying to poison him. And yeah, she ends up, she's just been arrested yeah. and she's being charged with his murder. And this is just crazy because, you There's know. like vi- in- interviews of her like on like morning talk shows, like I'm assuming in wherever she's from, like the Good Morning America of that area. Yeah. Where she's talking about her book and publishing this book for her kid. And all in the end, she freaking killed her. her, her. She killed That's him. scary because I, I was just listening. Him. I believe I was listening to. Um, when I first heard this story, I I was listening. Oh, I think it was either you're wrong about uh-huh. or it was I believe it was you're wrong about, which is another one of my favorite uh-huh. podcasts where they were where they were interviewing someone who wrote a book about their grief. 
And I honestly was like, not that lady, but it's not that lady. Oh, my God. This is an actual children's book that she wrote, like, to help explain to her own kid how to, like, deal with the loss of of her husband, his dad, that she ended up killing. What a horrible woman. Yeah. What uh, a horrible woman. But, yeah, I did hear a lot. I, I read a, a little bit about it, too, and I was like, Oh my gosh. So yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to just a little news flash. And I wanted to be speaking of I know we're not speaking of but I totally have my notes here. Nice I skipped this. Yeah, that's seg- <laughs> that was a brilliant segue. Uh, we were just talking about I should have said this then but we're talking about our Patreon that we just recorded. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to friend, very good friend and listener Kelly. Thank you, uh, Kelly. Kelly, for the coffees. I'm so sorry this is coming late. I sometimes, yeah, sometimes these things like they, I show up in my email and I guess I'm late. Just Plus like we didn't record last week. Yeah, there's yeah. that too. So thank you so much Thank for the coffees. Much, we appreciate you. And if you want to buy us a coffee or subscribe to our Patreon, please, please, please head over to our website website where you can find links to Patreon. Buy us a coffee, buy us mer- buy merch for yourself, um, or anything that you want to do. You can buy us merch too. You could buy us merch. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything you need that you or want for our show is on our website yes, at hernameisntjane.com. Yep. And anything else, Mara? No, that's about it. Are you ready for us? I, I guess I am ready for <laughs> us. Sorry if I drifted off. I spun in my chair like I'm fancy. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> Okay, so today um, I'm going to talk about Dr. Cheryl Pearson. So Cheryl's been described as a um, fun, loving, caring person. She was an overachiever with a degree in scientific engineering, later to go on and become a a pediatrician. So super ambitious. Um, She was a huge fan of the the Memphis Grizzlies. Mind you, I'm only a football fan, so I had to figure out. It's basketball. Yeah, yeah. Rounds <laughs> um, like, what are the Memphis like, Griffins? Are they a soccer team? No, just kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. I pretty much knew that they were a basketball team. <laughs> I knew they weren't basketball, baseball. Um, so much so that she was like a season ticket holder. Like she loved her Grizzlies. On January fourth, um, she actually attended a, Grizz- a Grizzly game, and after the game, it said that she arrived home around ten o'clock, ten ten thirty. On January 4th of 2023? On 4th of 2022. I'm oh. sorry. This is, I take that back, of 2002. This okay. is quite, a, quite an old case. Okay. Um, shortly after her arrival home, and this is out of Tennessee, shortly, um, Shelby County, Tennessee. Shortly after her arrival home, a couple of her girlfriends spent, stopped by for a visit. According to their friends, they stayed till about one o'clock in the morning. Just chit-chatting, talking about everything. And then right around that time, Cheryl um, stated that she needed to get some sleep because she was expecting having an early morning the next day because she had her niece and her nephew coming over. Um, Cheryl didn't have any children of her own, but was very close to her family and enjoyed being an auntie. Um, so she was going to be heading off to sleep and excited to see her, nece- her nephew and niece the very early next morning. The next morning, her sister, um, Lorinda, arrived with her children, but Cheryl was nowhere to be found. Lorinda noticed her car was also missing. Cheryl was, so what we do know about Cheryl is that she was diabetic and was insulin dependent. 
So Lorinda was pretty worried that maybe on her way home for wherever she had been, uh, mind you, Lorinda doesn't know that she had made it home already. Yeah. You know, last night. So so she got worried and was concerned that maybe on her way home, she might have had like a diabetic medical emergency. So she decided at that time that she was going to contact police. Like okay. something's not right. Um, and then uh, at at same time, reach out to their parents, Hazel and Leon um, Pearsons. As soon as the parents found out that she was not home, they went right to her house, to their daughter's house. They had their own key to get into the home. So they did. They entered the home. And when they entered the home, they got even more concerned. Cheryl's phone was there. Mind you, she's a pediatrician and she would happen to be on call this weekend. So she needs her phone on her phone. And this is 2002. So she has a phone and And a a beeper. Okay. And both of those things were left behind in the home. So instantly the mom's like, this is not right. My my daughter is super responsible. I mean, mind you, she's got, she's, you know. PhD, sci- yeah. yeah she's, PhD, or, she's a scientific uh, engineer. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's got it all. And, and she she's a pediatrician. So she instantly was like, this is not right. Something's not right. So she would have never left them behind. She left. So and then also left all of her insulin and her. Insulin like her supplies, medical supplies her, that she her insulin needs. kit everything was left behind and she absolutely knew she wouldn't do that um especially being a doctor you know um she, and then what we do know is that during the grizzly game while she was at the game she actually spoke to her mom and told her mom that she had been having like some her blood sugars had been fluctuating so again her mom grew concerned um so, oh, so as soon as that happened, it went out to family, friends, colleagues that Cheryl's missing through the weekend. So this happened, I believe, on a Friday, February. Um, yeah, January 4th was a Friday through the weekend. All of her friends, family, colleagues, um, community, they start just gathering and helping to try and send out flyers. They even get a $10,000 reward for any sign of, of what happened with Cheryl. So they took quick action. Nothing comes up throughout the weekend. Monday morning at 7 a.m., her car is located. Her car is located. Um, her car is located just at an apartment complex blocks away from where she lives. In her car is her medical bag and $140. Everything is wiped clean. Not a single fingerprint. So not even Cheryl's fingerprints are in the car. In this time, detectives are able to get access to her phone. This is, mind you, in 2002, not 2022. And they get access to her phone and they do realize that she had received a call at 1.58 a.m., so Just this is after the game after her friends left. Okay. So yes, this is way after the game. Her friends had left at one o'clock. This is one fifty-eight a.m. She did answer the phone. It was a very short call and they know the call came from a gas station down the street. And that is it. Um, in the car, her belongings are there. Her there's money there. And. Um. Her car doesn't seem to be damaged. There's no blood evidence. There's no struggle, evidence of a struggle. There's no evidence of anything. Crime scene technicians were unable to locate 
any evidence. None. Zero. Not even for her. So whoever left the car cleaned it, scrubbed it clean of any type of DNA forensic evidence. Um, and this was in, I'm sorry, I'm messing up my stuff here. There we go. Okay, so what we do know is according to Cheryl's friends and family, Cheryl had no problems. She had no personal or per- personal or professional issues. So no ex-boyfriend, no angry boss, no threatening nothing. She seemed perfectly normal in the days leading up to her disappearance. Even hours prior to her disappearance, she expressed looking forward to seeing her nieces and nephews. Um, and nothing has ever been discovered since. Cheryl's body has never been found. They do not know what happened to her. She literally vanished in thin air, like boom, gone. It, that was in 2002. Unfortunately, in 2009, the family decided to legally declare her dead. So in 2009, she was legally declared dead, but nothing has ever nothing. come up. Nothing. Not, not a single clue. Um, she was 37 at the time of her disappearance. She was five foot six, brown eyes, black hair, and about 160 pounds. They, um, that investigation is still like, it's still open investigation. It's not an active investigation. Right. So there is still a phone number for the Barlett PD, um, that you can contact, which I will leave, um, if case anything, uh, police have said that they're sure someone knows something. They don't know if the phone call lured her out of her home. They don't know why they don't know if it doesn't seem robbery was, a motive. Right, she it has money and they left a lot of her stuff at home. Yes, it doesn't, it, nothing though. One person that they did investigate was she did have a life insurance policy of a hundred and plus thousand dollars and they did, and the beneficiary of that was her sister. Okay. And they did investigate her sister's husband. Okay. And they, you know, they questioned him intensely um, some things they he was inconsistent with, but they were never able to confirm that he had anything to do with her disappearance or the murder or any death of her. The family stands by his side, um, but the police at one time were investigating him. But other than that, there's never been another lead. Wow. Yeah, so that was in twenty. That was twenty years ago. Twenty one years ago. That's crazy. Yes, a doctor. Yeah. yeah, like she was a, a you know, a, apparently a very big part of her community and everything. Mm-hmm. Wow, I never heard of that case yes. at all. And that is the story of Dr. Cheryl Pearson's. Oh, very good, Mara. Thank you. Right, anything else? That's all I have for you today. Okay, until all right, next time. Bye. Bye.